Welcome to Summer Shorts on Circle Forum, where we're telling stories about restorative practices where things were not working well and what that did to change our practice. Want to find out more about restorative practices? Check out our website, www.restorative.ca. Send me an email if you have any questions, stan at restorative.ca. And the story this week is one that we recorded earlier this year with a special education teacher, Dean, and he had a student who refused to participate in his classroom circles, which he held every day. The student refused to participate for six months until, well, stay tuned. Currently, right now, one that I am facing is getting a student physically to leave their desk and join the circle. Mm -hmm. So we do a circle. I sit in an Adirondack chair, and the students all have their own beanbag chairs, but they can choose to bring their chair to the circle. The one student in particular, I have a very, I've had a very difficult time with getting him to physically come and join the circle. And I think that was a matter of proximity. So it wasn't the circle, it wasn't the questions, it was the physical proximity of where the circle was taking place that it took me, Was it, it's March now, right? Took me until February to get this student to join the circle. But through ongoing conversation with that student, and we're talking months, it turns out that this student didn't want to be visible in the circle from the doorway. So he would not join the circle because he could be seen in the circle from the doorway. So I moved the spot of the circle. Joins. It took me months to figure this out. And it was just repeated conversations with the student to figure out why he wasn't joining the circle. Because everything else in his day seemed to be going reasonably well. And the behaviors weren't there. And he was doing his work. So what was it about this circle that he didn't want to join? So eventually, it literally just took months of checking in and giving him options. Like he could join the circle from his desk if he was listening or participating, and that was fine. But personally, it really got to me that he wouldn't physically move. So I kept asking and asking. And finally, one day, after months of asking the same question, he said, it's the doorway. I would ask him probably twice a week. Is there something wrong with the circle? Is it the beanbag? Is it the chair? Like I would just revisit that question until he finally revealed that the issue was being visible from the doorway. But he would participate from his desk. That was the thing. So I had to figure out how to get him to participate and also join, because it's a symbolic thing, right? To have your entire class sitting in that circle. When you have one that's sitting out, then you start to get the looks behind and the leak aways and people are starting to leave your circle or your community I've never had the physical space of the circle be the issue, apart from rubbing shoulder to shoulder, being so too close to somebody you don't like, that kind of stuff. But that was that was a new one for me this year. That's fascinating because often he probably had to figure it out. You might have kept asking the question, but he may not have been able to narrow down what it was about that circle because I do all the rest of my day okay. So that was a real reflection for him to have to do. But also for you as an educator, because those are the kids that are seen as defiant. And we, you know, might do other things to make them comply to being in the circle. And then we know what can come out of that as well, right? But often those are the students that are seen as being defiant or not wanting to comply when that isn't the case at all. I learned very quickly with this student that if you 
say, treat him as a defiant student, then he does become defiant. And he puts his heels in real deep and it takes a long time to dig him out. <laughs> but he's a very, very enjoyable and capable student. So I think me just revisiting that conversation in a, in a positive way and letting him continue with the circle in his own yeah. you know, safe space, I think really helped a long way of me being able to coax him in to buy in because I think if I had have gone at him in a harsher way and demand that you be part of this circle, I don't think he ever would have come. Right. And I like what you, what you did there. You said that before he was participating while he was sitting at his desk, he would participate in the conversation of the circle. And I think what a lot of people would likely do in that situation is, is count their blessings at that point and say, well, he's at least he's participating, but you kept asking him to join the circle because that was important that he, to you, that he'd be part of that community and part of that circle. I think a lot of people would have just, you know, said, oh, look, he's participating. We'll just leave him there and not, and just leave it at that. And so it, it's a good message to people out there that, you know, just because somebody is participating or they're doing some aspect appropriately doesn't mean we give up on the other aspects. The one student that was so reluctant to join, the reason I knew that he had bought into the circle is he would privately make questions for our circle box. So I have a circle box where I keep all our questions and I rotate them out. Once we do one, I put them aside. So one day I noticed that there was a card in it and on back and front there, I can't remember the questions, but they were very thoughtful questions on the back and the front. And I asked the class who had created the question and he puts his hand up and it's the, the gentleman that doesn't join in circle. So that's when it really hit home with me that I got to get him in because he is participating and he is reflecting on this stuff deeply enough to make his own questions that he wants to hear his classmates give an answer to and his staff, right? We have three A's and a teacher. So he wants to hear our answers to those questions. So that in itself, a reluctant student that was making questions for our circle, I think was a huge success for him and myself as well. Not only participating in the circle, but also quietly taking ownership of the classroom and the circle as well. I thought that was monumental for him because on the surface he's reluctant and he's defiant, but deep down inside, these things are going on for him and he has questions that he wants us to answer as well. I think we've all had situations where someone has refused to participate in a conversation, whether that's in a circle or not. And sometimes it's a student and sometimes it's an adult. And what this story really demonstrates is that we need to be persistent and find out the reasons behind the lack of participation. It's definitely worth it. Each student, each staff member, each participant in the circle, it's definitely worth it. Want to find out more about restorative practices? Send me an email to stan at restorative.ca. Check out our website, www.restorative.ca, and let's keep those curious questions coming. <music>